Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 61 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you here as always. And in this week's episode, we're going to answer some questions that some email subscribers had over the past week. And I reached out to folks that had subscribed over the last few months and asked if anybody had any particular issues they were struggling with or needed some help with or if they had any ideas for upcoming podcast episodes. And I received two responses, so that was great. I really appreciate that. And we're going to answer those questions directly today on the show. But before we do that, I just wanted to quickly thank five new email subscribers over this past two weeks. And John and David specifically left their first name, so I want to thank you by name. I really appreciate that. If you haven't yet had a chance to subscribe, you can head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe where you can instantly get my keyword brainstorming guide and also my seven simple SEO tips guide as well as a thank you for subscribing and being a part of the community. So greatly appreciate that. And that's going to wrap it up for the housekeeping this week. Let's get right into the content. So as I mentioned, the questions for this week's episode that I wanted to address came from email responses from folks that I reached out to to thank them for subscribing and to see if anybody had any particular issues they were struggling with or could use some assistance and uh, whether they had suggestions for upcoming podcast episodes. And I specifically said I am brainstorming currently for this week's episode and I really would appreciate any ideas that you might have and that was absolutely the truth. I sat there and typed that message individually to everyone. If anybody thinks the messages that come through from me are automated, that is not the case. If I'm reaching out directly, it is from me. I'm sitting there and typing that. So just so you know, uh, it is not automated unless it is that initial welcome email with my keyword brainstorming guide link and my seven simple SEO tips. That is absolutely automated so that you can get that email right away as soon as you subscribe. And also, if you do subscribe, you will get emails anytime a new post comes out. Those are all automated. But if I'm reaching out to you directly to say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Anything I can help with? That's absolutely me. I'm actually sitting there typing that message. And I know you could automate those things and have them go out in bulk, but I do not do that. I I like that personal touch. I can't stand it when I get automated emails from bulk systems like that all the time. And lately I've been unsubscribing to a lot of those because they're just a lot of them. People will only send you emails when they're trying to promote something. And that's not what we're all about here. Certainly you'll get emails anytime a new post comes out. And if I'm mentioning that certain products like Longtail Pro or something have a discount or some some special that's going on, definitely that will come out via email as well. But if I'm reaching out to you directly, I will try to address you by first name if you provided one, or I'll probably say hi or hey there, depending on my mood at the time. So if you do see those, it's definitely me. And it was interesting. The first response that I got was from Dave, and he had mentioned that despite this being a cold call generated or bulk email from some software or whatever, he was planning to email me anyway and wanted to subscribe to the private Facebook mastermind group. So because he had already planned to respond to me and he was planning to reach out, he did reply to that email and gave me some good information for this week's episode. But he did go on to say that 
This email that I sent him was probably a cold call generated or some bulk email from some software program somewhere, but he was going to respond anyway. And I thought that was interesting because I did my absolute best to make it you know, very clear that I was sitting there typing this. I'm working on brainstorming for the podcast for this week, and I'm looking for ideas, look any questions or issues you might be experiencing. And I didn't include any links to the private Facebook mastermind group. I didn't include, you know, any other information. I just wanted to reach out, see if you guys had ideas or issues that you were going through that I could help with. That was it. And I did get two responses this week, and it was about 25 different emails I sent out. So actually, that's not bad. In the past, I've sent maybe 30 or 40 emails and gotten no responses. So I include, I take that as a success this week, but it was still really interesting to get Dave's response saying that he still felt that was an automated bulk email, and it absolutely wasn't. So That just goes to show you that a lot of folks these days are jaded when it comes to emails and these automated systems and everything that's, you know, either scheduled or as far as, you know, Twitter posts or Facebook posts. You can really tell when things like that are scheduled or in bulk. But even if you go out of your way to make it known that it is not a bulk email, it's not an automated type of email, even then people are still apprehensive and they still have their guard up. So just be aware of that. And uh, it's it's something where you really want to work to establish that relationship with your viewers. And hopefully the podcast helps, a private Facebook mastermind group helps. And the good thing that Dave did say is he really resonated with me, just like most people out there have said. Because I'm a really down-to-earth person, I'm just an average guy, at least on the surface, that's what he said. That's what it seems like, so I'm glad that comes across at least. And over time, you'll get to know me a little bit better through those different mediums, and you'll realize that that's absolutely the case. I'm just an average guy behind a microphone that decided I wanted to help people with creating niche websites. It's something I know about. I have the technical details. I've been doing it for several years, and I certainly want to reach out and help other folks achieve success whatever that success might look like for you. So hopefully in due time, Dave will come around and hopefully with the direct response that I sent him, I sent him a long detailed email back answering all of his questions directly. And we're also going to touch on that on the episode here today. So let's get right into Dave's questions and comments. So initially he had said that he's heard a lot of different folks that mention, and myself included in the last episode, to get started rather than getting bogged down in the details. Don't overanalyze things, especially initially. Certainly if you have an hour or two that you could spend researching a particular niche, make sure there's enough traffic, make sure there's some money-making keywords in there. If you're looking to monetize things down the road, all of those things are great, but certainly you can get overwhelmed and you can think that you have to make sure your site is perfect. All of everything is lined up before you get started and that really hinders a lot of folks. A lot of folks never get started, so they might have the best intentions, but if you never take that first step, you're never going to get anywhere, obviously. So what Dave said was he decided to take some action based on all the different things he's been listening to. So he went ahead, found a good web host, bought a domain, installed WordPress, found a good theme, and had his niche all picked out. So he's all good. He's all ready to go. And then the problem is he's staring at a blank screen. He's got his blank website there, but doesn't know what to write about. 
So certainly he says he cannot afford, nor does he want to pay for content, but aside from writing it himself, what else is there? And really, like I told him directly in email, there's no special sauce. Obviously, if you're going to create your own authority website, which it sounds like that's what he wants to do, you're going to have to have some knowledge on a particular topic that you can share with others, present your unique perspective and experiences that you have on the topic. So it's always going to be best, especially early on, to create that content yourself, to find your unique way of writing that people can resonate with. And there's really no easy way to do it other than to actually just sit down and write it. Very early on in my online adventures, I had mentioned previously that I created my own personal blog and I just started to write because I really didn't know anything about writing other than, you know, things you do on a daily basis. But other than actually writing on a blog, I had no experience in that. I didn't know if it was something I would enjoy doing. I didn't have my own personal way of writing per se, and I didn't really know what all was going to happen once I started. So I just actually sat down, started writing about things that interested me. I've mentioned before, like cell phones, personal finance, those types of things. And I just kept at it for almost an entire year to try to figure out, is there a particular topic that I like to write about more than the others? Is there one I'm more passionate? about kind of just threw a bunch of things at the wall to see what stuck and I wasn't planning to make this personal blog you know everything the, the be all end all I knew that I was hoping that after writing constantly trying to see if I would write on a daily basis a weekly basis what my you know desire to do that what my energy level was and after doing that, certain things started to rise to the top. So for instance, I enjoyed the whole process of actually creating the websites, trying, experimenting with different niche topics, creating new sites, using different themes, using different tools. So for me, that's what evolved into niche site tools as it is today. So it, it has certainly changed from when I initially created it and the ideas and the focus. And over time, certainly your ideas and your passions and what you're interested in are going to change. But really, the best way to figure all that out is to just get started, start writing. Not necessarily, you don't need to do all of your writing on your main website that you're going to create. Do it off to the side. You can, uh, if you have your, like uh, Dave has his web hosting and everything. So he could create another site that is completely unrelated, just a place to write, get your ideas out there. You don't even have to publish them. You could actually create them on your PC or your Mac or on your phone, tablet, device, whichever you want to use. Just start writing, start jotting down different ideas, or try to brainstorm different, um, if, if you're going to be creating your own authority site, jot down like maybe an outline of some ideas that things that you know about that you want to share with others that you can help other people solve a particular problem. Start jotting some of those ideas down for the future. So future ideas for posts, you don't have to have all of the wording down there, but just kind of create a brief outline. Something to get you started and to get the juices flowing. And hey, if, you, if you're if you sitting down there trying to get ideas and maybe you got a couple small ideas, but the actual body of the article or the body of the post or what you're trying to really get some information down on isn't coming to you, let it sit. But have that outline so in the back of your mind you'll be thinking about those different topics that you jotted down. And it'll really help to over the course of a week, don't try to force it if it's not coming to you. Just be thinking about that outline that you created and some of those different subtopics. And really, I think you'll find that over the course of a couple of days or a couple of weeks, those ideas will start to take shape. And depending on your day, maybe you're really motivated one day 
and you're really gung-ho and you got some ideas and you're, you're really feeling good that day, take that time, grab a quick hour somewhere, dedicate a time where you can sit quietly, get your information down there. Usually I always find that I may not have ideas for a particular episodes on a particular week, but I'll try to plant the seeds initially early in the week. So maybe I'll talk about this, maybe I'll talk about this, get the ideas in my mind, and then just forget about it. Don't try to force it. Don't try to overthink things. Just let it sit there over the course of that week and let it kind of percolate a bit. And what I really find is that that really helps because anytime you have those those ideas in the back of your mind, you'll see things throughout your daily life that, oh, maybe that would be good for that. Or you'll see an article somewhere that'll trigger something and something will click and they'll say, okay, that's what I want to do this week. Or that's what I want to write about. Let's just get started. So, So the idea there is to kind of brainstorm and get some ideas going and to kind of give it some time to develop and take shape, but also at the same time, try to experiment, try to figure out what your voice is going to be, what your unique um, opportunity is to captivate your audience and to bring in more followers and to really help people. Uh, that I say it over and over again, and we'll talk, touch on that later in the episode as well, but it really is so important to keep that person in your mind that is going to be your ideal listener, your ideal follower, your ideal reader, whatever that might be. Always picture that in your mind and how you can help them solve their particular problems. And he kind of had a continuation question. He said, aside from actually creating your own content from scratch, what's the protocol for posting content found elsewhere on the internet? Should he rewrite his own content, copy, paste, give credit? You know, what are the types of rules and things are surrounding that? And the short answer is that basically anything that you find online is copyrighted subject to the person that created it. So they're basically the owner of the content that they create. So if you were to copy paste content from somebody else, even if you cite them, that's technically against the rules as far as I know, because you haven't get been given the express written permission to do so. So when in doubt, I would say don't do that for a number of reasons. Number one is that the copyright issue. So they could come back to you someday and say, hey, usually people are you know, normally good about that. Say, hey, I see you took my picture, you took my content, please don't do that. Please remove it, take it down, etc. But it could go to the point where somebody could, you know, basically sue you and say, hey, you stole my content. And it's not very likely, but that's one of the main reasons not to do that. But also, Google does not like duplicate content. So if you steal somebody's content and post it on your own website, most likely one of those sites is not going to be able to rank for that content. So most likely it's going to be the person that copied the content, but that's not always the case. So not only could you be damaging your own site and getting penalized, but you could be damaging or penalizing the sites of others. So certainly you don't want to do that. It's not a good way to develop relationships and things like that. So copy-pasting content word for word is definitely not something you're going to want to do. Certainly you could grab a small snippet of content with a owner's permission, or if you're, the best thing to do would be to take someone's content and summarize it in your own words, basically paraphrasing, and then provide a reference link back to their particular article. And uh, that makes the most sense that you know, it allows you to present your unique perspective on the topic. So you're not, you're not just copy pasting directly from somebody else and you're pre- presenting your own spin so that people can relate to you and your opinions on different things. So that's certainly the best way to do it. That's going to definitely take more time, obviously, than copy pasting, but copy pasting really is not the way to do it. 
course, we've all probably seen spam sites out there or people that just blatantly steal other people's content. And generally, those sites will die off after a short amount of time. So they will probably get some traffic and rankings in the short term, but eventually Google will find them and realize that due to time on page or other issues that that person's content is just spammy, duplicate content, and hopefully they'll get penalized and not your main site if somebody were to do that. But those are some of the types of issues. So definitely don't want to just copy paste, certainly paraphrase, or you can reference different articles that uh, lend credence to your particular idea, depending on what you're talking about. And that all makes sense, but don't just blatantly copy paste someone else's content. But some other potential ideas on how to actually get content going if you're having a hard time figuring out what to write about or trying to figure out you know, your own personal way to get things going is maybe you're going to reach out to other folks in the industry. I'm sure there's usually other authorities on the particular topic. Maybe reach out to those folks and try to get some opinions from them. So that's really a popular thing to do these days is to ask other experts in the field that are also doing something similar Give them a question, one of the main questions that your listeners might have, and see what their take is on something. So, for instance, somebody actually did that to me this week for the first time. Somebody actually reached out to me and asked what my top tip was for growing a niche website, and they wanted to include my information on their site with a bunch of other experts. So that's one way to get um, content written for you by other people without having to pay. So that person will ask that question, post it on their own website, and get opinions from other experts in the field, provide a link back to their website. So it's a good way to network, reach out to other folks in the industry, and also get content created for you. So not everybody would respond to you in that particular case. A lot of people are busy, and they may not have the time to respond. But certainly, if you send an email like that out to 30 or 40 people, that are in the same niche that you are looking for opinions, you'll probably get maybe five or so different responses, maybe 10, depending on you know how well you deliver that message. And uh, that can go a long way to creating your own content. You can, in that case, you can copy and paste the information they provide to you in email because they're basically giving you permission. Here's my opinion. Go ahead and post it. Thanks for the information. And best of luck. So that's a good way to get people to give you some content. Also, some other ways to come up with ideas for content could be to talk about something that's relevant in your particular niche. Something that came to mind was Dirk has a website. He's a member of the community and he has a website about drones. So laws get passed all the time as far as the ever-changing field of the drone, flying drones around. So if you wanted to talk about a particular law that might be coming up, give your opinion, give some suggestions on folk for folks to follow, that type of thing. You could do reviews of particular products that make sense to your audience. You could provide your audience with a checklist of items that can help them solve a particular problem. Those types of things might give you some other ideas. And David sort of asked about what medium makes the most sense, and it really depends on your audience. So for example, if you're having a travel-related website, certainly video or audio or something where you could try to paint a picture and show people actual events or places you've been to, that certainly makes a lot more sense. So something like video would probably be the best medium in that particular case. But certainly written word, audio makes sense. Podcasts are so popular these days, allows you to connect with someone on a deeper level. They get to hear your voice. They get to get that feeling that they know you a lot better than just, you know, blank written word on a page that might not portray 
you, who you are as a person, they might not get that message through directly to you. So certainly whatever makes sense to you, try things out. For me, written content takes so much longer. So I've decided to go the podcast route primarily because not only because it allows me to get more content out quicker, but also because that's the medium I prefer. I like to take podcasts with me wherever I go on my commute, when I take a walk, when I'm at the gym, those types of things. I really like the podcast medium. So that's, that's one of the main reasons why I chose it as well. But try things out. Don't be afraid to just record some audio. See if some it's something that you would enjoy doing. Try doing some written work. See how long it takes you. See if it's something you enjoy. You definitely don't want it to seem like a job. You definitely want to enjoy what you're doing. Have passionate about it. That'll come through in your content. And on the flip side, if you have a lack of passion and you, you're just in it for the money, you're just trying to get as many sales as you can, that's going to absolutely come through in your content as well. And Dave's last question was, how come nobody really talks about the innards of a website? Basically, the pages other than your about page, your contact page, and your main page. Why don't a lot of folks talk about the supplemental pages on a website? And I think that's a really important question to ask. Because certainly you're going to create a main uh, page to your website. You're going to create a contact page, hopefully an about page that will give you some information about you personally. And that about page is really so important. Folks almost always go to that about page unless they're looking for a particular article and then they're gone. Folks, will you generally hang around a little bit and see what you're about? See who you are. See if that's something that they're going to resonate with and maybe want to subscribe to your site and hang around more often. So certainly you want to have those basic pages, a contact page, an about page, your main page, obviously. And if you have a blog, your content will update um, as you publish it out there. But what about those other pages on the insides of your website? And that really is key. Certainly you want to continue if you're going to have a blog style website, you're going to have content that's constantly updating on a daily, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly basis, whatever that schedule is you decide on. But there are some other key pages that you're probably going to want to have some focus and attention on. And two of those that I would recommend would be kind of like a start here page, depending on your niche. So it's a page where you can organize all of your posts and just give them here's what you want to do first, second, third, fourth, or giving them a checklist of here's some things to consider when doing whatever, depending, it, it all depends on your niche. So it's going to be specific to your particular niche. But in the case of my site, for example, I have a start here page. So when you're going to create a website, certainly there's a series of steps you're going to need to do. You're going to want to Figure out what your niche topic is going to be. Then you're going to want to register a domain name. Then you're going to get your web hosting, install WordPress. So it has a logical flow to it. But if somebody just came to my website out of the blue, there wouldn't be necessarily an easy way to figure out, well, how do I get started creating my own online business? That's why I have a Start Here page. So picture your ideal listener, or your ideal audience member coming to your website for the first time and only knowing that they have a particular idea they're interested in, which is what your site is about, what can I give them on one page, on a start here type of page, that in a minute or less, here's the key items that are going to help you do whatever it is that I'm here to help you do. So put all those in one easy to find place where in sequence you can list of some of your prior posts, whatever makes the most sense on that particular page to kind of 
tell them that, hey, I know I value your time. I know your time is valuable to you. And here's everything that you need to know to get started. And if they can find all that information and you can help them out with that, they're likely to want to become a part of the community. They say, wow, they really provided all this great information here on this one page for me. I can find it all here. I can come back to this page. I can refer to it. I can bookmark it. That's really what you want to focus on for that start here page, something that'll give them all the information that they need to get started, not necessarily in full depth, but if they go to all of those individual posts that you maybe link to on that page, certainly it would take them a lot longer. So it's a good way to keep folks on your site as well. But have that start here page that basically cuts down all the work of having to have them search your site or try to poke around to try to find things, organize it all for them there. And similarly, you're probably going to want to have a resources page. So it's a list of your favorite resources in your particular niche. So if somebody was coming to your website on whatever niche topic it is, there's probably a certain set of resources that you use to get started or some things that you would recommend that they use to further themselves to solve particular problems. Like for me, for example, it would be a keyword research tool, web hosting. All that makes sense to somebody that needs to get started, get their business online. Those are some of the types of things, depending on what stage of the process they're in. So for your particular niche, whatever makes sense. So if you're in a video production company and you want to help folks get their business going and provide videos and editing and that types of thing, certainly video equipment would make sense to list there, different ways to set up a home office, different examples of different structures that you could set up to do recording, all those types of things, computers, software, that, you know, there's there's any number of ideas, but it all would be specific to your particular niche. But if somebody saw you as an expert and got to know, like, and trust you and wanted to do some of the same types of things that you're doing, they would be looking for a resources type page. So certainly have yourself a start here page to help folks navigate through your website and get the best content out there in the quickest amount possible, but also have a resources page there as well. Those are two of the main pages that you definitely want to have on your website. Certainly there could be other category pages. Maybe you have product reviews. You could have a separate section for that or a separate page for that. It, it really all depends on your particular niche. So there's no one set answer, but I definitely think those are some of the inner pages that you definitely would want to have on your website to help, again, help your ideal customer find the information they need easily listed across the top of your page in a menu in some sort of obvious way. Here's where you can go to start. Here's where you can go to find the resources I recommend, that sort of thing. And that just is going to go a long way to developing that relationship with folks, providing them what they need in a clear, easy to find way. That'll help to keep people on your site longer, which will help with your rankings. And then things will really start to take shape and take form after that. So it's, it's kind of a snowball effect. So hopefully that question from Dave, actually multiple questions, comments from Dave helped uh, Dave out directly and hopefully helped all you guys out as well. I know generally it's anytime anyone has a question. I know a lot of other folks have similar questions. So hopefully that information was really useful. And really briefly, I wanted to touch on that question that I was posed this week of what my top tip would be for growing a niche website. And I thought long and hard about that. And it's all kind of intertwined with the question that Dave, questions that Dave asked and my answers that I gave already. But really, it all boils down to defining your ideal audience member and striving to exceed their expectations every day. Always have that ideal 
person or follower or subscriber or avatar, as it's commonly referred to, in your mind. It's really so true. So think about that person that would be coming to your website, that person that you want to help get through a particular pain point or solve a particular problem. Have that one person in focus on everything you do. How can I help? How is this piece of content going to help this person in the best way that I possibly can? How can I provide information to this person that's going to be useful, that they can take action from, that's going to help them get over a particular issue or take things to the next level? Always have that person in mind. And it all boils down to one of my favorite quotes from Zig Ziglar, which I'm sure you heard before, but it bears repeating. You can have everything in life that you want if you will just help others get what they want. And on that note, we'll go ahead and wrap up this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the show, and I hope you have a fantastic upcoming two weeks. Bye-bye now. 